you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Welcome to Which Police Radio. Uh, one of the cool things about doing this show, um, just in general, over the past you know almost a decade now, but also just doing it online, is that I feel like I'm I'm hearing from and getting in touch with people who are doing more variety of things in the local music scene. I mean, there was definitely a focus on on a lot of different genres in the sh- in the show before, but you know, ever since the pandemic kind of forced things to be online, I've been having a lot more people reaching out to me and and wanting to talk to me about what they're doing. And there's a lot of different things. So the guest on this show. It, is not necessarily doing something different because I've had a lot of people doing hip hop and rapping on the show, you know, over the past uh, 700 some episodes. It's a pretty frequent style, but you're doing a very specific uh, element of that. And I think that um, maybe the best way to start this off is if you want to introduce yourself and give a bit of background about what it is you do in the local music scene, and we can take it from there. Hi, my name's Alex. I go by the stage name Pac-Man. Uh, I do rap battles here in Winnipeg, but also all across Canada. Um, I've started rapping through battling, and that's what I've enjoyed. I enjoy the comedy aspect of rapping as well, so that's why I chose battling. Well, and I think that, like, for someone like me, I mean, I'm 40, and my... When I went to last went to saw a rap battle live would have been probably 20 years ago. And it was very different then. I mean, I, I've seen sort of a few here and there over the years, but just in watching some of the ones you, you sent me just as, like, a precursor to this, this podcast... It's not the same as I remember it. I mean, there's no beats. It seems uh, very much the comedy element is is, is seems like a very uh, big part of it, and it definitely seems like things are uh, a lot more pre-written and sort of uh, more structured, I guess, than than what I remember um, rap battles being back then. So, what is the? I, I guess just take me through what what goes into rap battling in 2022. Well. As you said, rap battling has definitely changed over the years. Probably when you were rapping, yes, there was beats, and a lot of times it was freestyle. A lot of these guys were just going off the head. And that's what I used and, to see, yeah. People people were freestyling. Right? Yeah, yeah. Now, it's more, as I like to call, a performance art, right? It's more we have a monologue, we have our setups, we have our punchlines, we have a whole performance aspect as well. It's not just us rapping. It's like we have a whole... We're writing a whole monologue three times and trying to perform it the best of our abilities and trying to ruin like our opponents like confidence as we're rapping. So one element of it, like you mentioned before, I mean, the freestyle part of it definitely seemed was kind of the appeal, I think, uh, back then anyway, because you're playing off what other people are saying, uh, the other, your opponent is saying, and you're using you know his lines against them and things like that. 
Is there some degree of that as well still happening now? Yes. Because you're pre-writing it, but you have to respond to what the other person's saying. Mm -hmm. So there is, there still is the freestyle aspect in battle rap. Um, There's obviously freestyle battles, but even when you're doing a written battle, there is an opportunity to do rebuttals. And a rebuttal is saying something that your opponent has said either in the previous round or the round that you just heard from him. Uh, or, or even there's sometimes people are really good at pre-rebuttals, where it means like they can already assume what the their opponent's yeah. going to say to them. Um, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But um, it all depends if it works in your repertoire. Some people can do a freestyle and rebuttal, and other people cannot get that clicked into their brain. The written format is perfect for people who can't do freestyle. I love freestyle. I grew up doing like the freestyle rapping in high school, making fun of people just like in the football locker room, just freestyling. That yeah. was my era of growing up, like um, eight mile for instance, was one of my biggest influences for rapping. And I bet you for a lot of battlers, it was. I'm sure, but yeah. it prob- it prob- it wasn't because of that movie. It was that feeling of being on the stage. And f- like, you could see how that first um, time that Eminem B Rabbit said his lines perfectly, you could see it in his eyes that like something lit up for him. And it was just like, yo, I love this like interaction. I love this feeling of being the center of attention, but also making fun of another guy and feeling like this guy just doesn't know if he's making the right life choices after what I said. Well, how, I mean, obviously the comedy the comedy element of it when you're making fun of someone getting good punchlines getting good jokes in that's going to get the crowd on your side obviously and that's going to get the type of reactions you want out of what you're saying mm-hmm. how much of that is i mean do you have to have kind of like practicing almost writing jokes as well as practicing writing rhymes and you know working on the the rhythm and the meter and everything of what you're saying because it seems like almost stand up comedy just in rhyme form a hundred percent. And that's how I took it. It took it. Like my end goal is not to be a rapper. I want to be a stand-up comic. I want to be writing for TV shows. I want to be doing all this other stuff. Even like working for a show like Wild and Out or Drop the Mic would be a dream of mine because I see battle rap as a way to help me work on my writing and my pen and seeing what works and what doesn't in front of a crowd. And if there is a like, if I feel like there's a doubt in my mind, if I say it to a person and they think it's 10 times better than what I expected, I feel like I've done my job. And if somebody likes enjoying what I write and what I say, hey, that's half of the battle. I enjoy rapping. I enjoy comedy. And I felt like battle rap was the perfect mesh of both of them. Sure, sure. Well, that makes sense. Is there, I guess, where's the line when you're insulting people? Is there anything that you kind of, because, I, I mean, I've seen some videos online and people are saying just the most terrific things, and it usually gets the response. I mean, depending what it is, of course. But when you're kind of coming up with, it, with what you're going to say, I mean, do you have sort of boundaries that, that you set for yourself, <laughs> just knowing you can't um, touch on certain so, topics? or So for battle rap, in a sense, there isn't a line in hindsight, but words do have consequences. Of course, yeah. Right? If you're going to stand there and spit two rounds about somebody's dead mother, be a, be prepared to probably get punched in the face after the event. It's all depends if you can make it seem tasteful or and distasteful. Cause there's sometimes like I've been called fat multiple times in battles after times it gets sickening and gets tired. 
But one guy battled me one time and literally broke down that I'm fat because I came from a lineage of Vikings and they were fat originally. Like, it's the way you say it and it's the way you take the context. Because there's sometimes there's people who will say the most disrespectful thing, but by the end of the battle, you kind of feel a camaraderie with them and um, like a brotherhood, a brothership sure. with them. Because, yes you're saying the most disrespectful things you could ever think of to this person, like no matter what, but by the end, you're giving your guys, each other a high five, you're hugging. And I love that. Like we can be so hateful, but then right at the end, we're just like, yo, give me a hug. Let's go have a drink at the bar. Like it's the best. And so yes, there is a line. Some people can cross it, but you have to be prepared for the actions that come with it. Right. Well, that makes sense. And I guess also like the fact that, that these are being recorded and posted online, if you cross that line, I imagine you have that now permanently. Here's you saying this thing that's just horrific, right? So Exactly. And cancel culture is such a big sure, thing. And sure. it, it's, it, can be, it can happen to anybody, battle rappers for sure. But I feel like as a battle rapper, we're so ingrained of not being politically correct and not being like, like thinking of, oh, is this going to offend somebody? Because we're in our brains all like, oh, we want this to offend our opponent. Of course, yeah, yeah. Well, it seems like almost there's an agreement between the the people involved that like this is going to happen. Someone's going to say yes. something offensive, and so it's it's kind of uh, almost not. It, it tones it down a bit, right? Because you know you know you're walking into this, and you know someone's going to talk shit about you, no matter what. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's literally in the job right off the bat. Like you're expected to somebody to say the meanest things to you, to your family, to your girlfriend, to your to your kids even. Right. And you're expected to kind of go on that same level if you obviously you can choose what to say, what not to say. Like obviously like for me, I don't like talking about other people's kids cuz I have kids. I would not like somebody bringing up my own kids of into course, yeah. a battle. Um but like for me, uh girlfriends are on the table like your girlfriend if she's at the battle event she is on the table and she is going to be made fun of nine times out of the ten first round on pac-man let's go yo what's up thunder bay most of y'all don't know me name's pac-man body's mostly thc the love child is seth rogan and danny devito who got lost at sea <laughs> Obviously, the uphill of Thunder Bay prophecy. I came here to take out theme. Came here to burn it to a third degree. Dog, I got a whiz feeling. That means I'm living young, wild, and free. I gotta kill you with mm. urgency. Send your ass to the emergency. Put that tool behind your back. That's my version of spinal surgery. Ah! Yo, yo, that shit ain't a threat. It's a straight up promise, because I move that tool to your mouth now like you at the orthodontist. Because ah! in your last battle with the twins, I heard you were demanding shame. It was like I want a room in the back. So I can go change real quick. Go on a bar tab. The price? Unlimited. I bet you wanted a mini fridge filled with mint chocolate chip. <laughs> like, you've only battled like, what, three times before? Stop being on some diva tip. It's going to be lassie treatment. Why? I'm going to have to take out this bitch, but I won't get ahead because I'm going to take out this bitch. Why? Because chivalry ain't dead, so... <laughs> so I'm going to grab my bat, bash your head. Now you look like Glenn. It makes sense because when I popped out, now you'll never see again. Don't get the reference? That means I'll make him look like the Asian dude off The Walking Dead. But oh damn, I have a better plan because no one will remember his death like Abraham. So die! Make some noise!
And have you ever had any like seriously bad reactions from from your opponents, or is it understood mostly that it's it's part of the part of the game? I haven't had a bad reaction per se. I've had a bad moment for another person. So I went out to Medicine Hat for a rap battle, and it was like we both both me and my opponent had about like let's say two and a half months to write. So it's a pretty big gap to write because usually you only get like four to six weeks to actually write for a battle, okay. prepare, and, like, have it memorized. Well, that's interesting. I didn't uh, realize it was that much of a lead time. That's, uh, okay. Yeah, we actually, most sometimes it's even shorter, depending if you're a last-minute replacement as well. Um, but, yeah, I went out to Medicine Hat. I did this battle, and first round, I killed it. I was so proud of it. Then the guy goes to his first round, and he's not saying a word. Like, he's just silent. And... I'm all like, okay, in my brain, as like a com comic, I'm all like, maybe his first round is just going to be like, you're trash. I don't like you. I don't need the first round. The second two rounds are like right. are going to be his golden rounds. So okay, go through my second round, finish, and then on him, still he's not saying anything. And then now I'm like paying attention to him because like during his rounds, I'm like practicing my round in my head and going over it, and I'm looking at his body language, and you like no. When you're nervous and you have you can't you don't know what to do with your hands and your hands are just like moving back and forth and that I could see it like by his side just like like clenching and being nervous. And the guy who ran the league was his cousin. And all of a sudden you just hear from his cousin be like, Is this all you got, man? Like and then the guy's face just turns white and he starts crying. Oh wow. And like as a person just just all like, Yes, we're here to say mean things to each other. I'm just like, I can't kick a dog while it's down. Like, yeah, you can't, that's, like, yeah, yeah. like it's, it's pretty much, and like, I thought it's like cruel. It's cruel and unusual. Like if I'm saying all these mean things to you and you're not saying anything back, I can't do anything with that. So I literally had to reverse it and pretty much battle the crowd at that point, because there's nothing you can do after the battle. The guy was just crying, apologizing. And like, like if, if I felt bad, like, even though I did amazing, I felt like I did shit. And like, yeah. I felt like I was a letdown because he was so let down about his own performance. So nothing bad that I did, but it's something that he does. And I know for like this long haul, he got made fun of it for a long time because it was a live stream. Oh, yeah. People yeah. memed him. Like it was a terrible thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think, there's nothing bad anything that's happened to me thank god obviously like my first battle if i was to watch it again i would regret it because man that that was i cringe just thinking about it just yeah does i I guess like do you have any concerns about that having all of this stuff documented and online i mean obviously you're gonna get better with every battle and every year and Mm -hmm. you know with all, all this practice like does it bug you that this stuff is still floating around or are you no, just Honestly, no. I, I like that I can go back to my first battle and watch it and be like, wow, I grew so much right. from this first performance. I liked having um, that negative things of mine or like failures of mine because you learn from that. Like every battle that I've lost, I've known I've learned something from it or know what I need to change a tiny bit to make my style work for all across Canada and not just Winnipeg. 
Right. Well, maybe that's a, a segue to another topic here is the, the, the nationwide aspect of it. Obviously, it, it's it's become such a big thing in recent years, rap battles in general. I mean, you watch some of these kind of high profile ones and there's there's hundreds of people in the crowd. Mm-hmm. What is the I mean, is there like sort of a circuit that you guys go on across the country and in, in different cities where there's established like leagues and things like that? Yeah, so there's a multiple, there's a multitude different leagues. Like in Canada, the big one is King of the Dot. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of people know that one. And then there's obviously like these smaller leagues, like Beast Mode, Capital Rap Battles, Set Bar, um, Bars, and like they all do like small, trying to develop talent for us to be on the bigger stages. Okay. And then the U.S. has one of the biggest rap battle market with the URL, who set up their own app which okay. has like all their battle content, even like stuff that hasn't been released onto YouTube. You can watch it there. Even another platform called iBattle has started an app as well, which is giving like all these smaller battles, battlers revenue to get like, to be like making battle rap, like a job for them or writing full time, which is great. Like there's an, uh, an 18 year old New York kid who's been battling for the past two years since he was 16. And he's been killing it, has a big following right now, and has a merch shop because of this iBattle app, just alone. So people are, it's like anything else, I guess, right? People are finding ways to to use the internet and monetize it and and make it, like, form their own jobs out of it. Exactly. It's, a lot of people love writing. Like, as much as we are battlers i feel like more of times we're writers and we love like i'm at work selling weed and i'm just writing lines on my like my notepad because it's just if i think of something i gotta write it because if i don't i'm gonna forget it and i'm gonna regret not writing it down yeah for sure that makes sense yeah yeah Yeah. so is is there um i mean i kind of get the impression that that you're someone and maybe there maybe a lot of battlers are like this who you're not doing this because you want to make your own music. You're doing this specifically for the kind of competition aspect of it and the comedy aspect of it and things like that. Thousand percent. Yeah. So have you ever had any, any interest in like making your own records or anything? Um, not really. I've old like all my idols growing up were comedians. Okay. Like, like George Carlin, all time favorite comedian for myself. Like just how he was himself every time like he didn't give a shit what he was saying another one like joey diaz another big influence for me he doesn't give a fuck what he's saying he's just whatever's in his mind it's coming straight out and i love it right like right so a lot of my influences were were comedians um obviously there were some rappers and art actors that like driven my style like a lot of people would say eminem but honestly uh, Big Pun is one of my biggest influences in rap. Like, I loved his style. I loved that he could spit 10 bars in one breath. It was yeah. the most phenomenal thing. Like, him and Fat Joe together was honestly two of my favorite rappers in the world. Like, it's phenomenal thinking. And it's rest in peace, Big Pun, because no matter what, he will always be in a top one for me. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that's what do you, maybe a, a different question then is it's great to hear you like that stuff because I mean, yeah, I like both those guys too, especially together. But um, what do you think of sort of the way hip hop has gone just as a music listener and things have changed? I mean, obviously the sound uh, has changed drastically, mm-hmm. at least in the mainstream, compared to what was happening back when guys like Big Pun were rapping. Y- yes, it, I will say over the years it has changed, but it, it's changed in 
a weird way where like you're a rapper, but that's not your only avenue. Right. Right. Where like, for instance, let's go with Post Malone. He's an artist, but he does music. He does his music. He does acting. He does his beer pong tournament uh, thing. He does. They all have these all little things. And that's what I love about rappers today. They're not sticking to their one lane. Like where like back then Biggie, he was only a rapper. Right. Like you wouldn't see Biggie in a TV show. I bet you there's probably a handful of TV interviews of Biggie in general, like because he was a straight up artist. He just wanted to rap. Nowadays, everybody is a Renaissance man. Everybody has one, two, three different talents. And that's what's great about hip hop and music in general, because people just want to be creative. For sure. And like create they're creating stuff for us to be entertained. And it's it's great. Like I can't like Doja Cat is one of one of the new artists that I love so much that she's just so confident in herself. Her music is fantastic. Even like like the most girliest songs, you'll find me singing women in the shower with my girlfriend. Like it's a great song. Like music is not just one genre. I feel like rap has made so many different genres. Like there's now rap pop, there's sure. street rap, there's gangster rap, there's drill rap. There's like every avenue that you can think of. With Little Dicky, there's even comedy rap, right? So there's so much outlet and so much different ways for people to be creative. And I think it's just the best. Yo, Papa, there's something serious we need to speak about tonight. When you made that comment about my boy Dave, and he thought everything was gonna be all right, I bet you B Burns was behind you while you type, pushing you, trying to get you hype. Then MC Rush saw that comment. Said the next time he's in Med Hat, you get these hands and there'll be a fight. Then you turn bitch made and apologize not even 12 hours the same night. Like, tell me that's a lie. Relax, homie, he's not here. You don't have to have your shoulders so tight. But I hope, but I hope, I hope they have to put you in a coma your whole damn life. Your girl has to go what his girl was going through, right? But instead, she regrets being with you. Cause she won't have kids or be a damn wife and end up leaving with me tonight, so. So you, Papa? Well, I'm sunning you. You can call me Dada. I'm the shit. <laughs> Call me Dada. I'm the shit, you caca. You just nothing. Might as well change your name to Nada. I'm Mufasa, and you just a big bitch cat like Nala. So. After this matchup, after this matchup, after this matchup, your girly, she gonna holla, giving him a purple heart like a medal of honor. She's back in my hotel, asked to give me brain. I say, yeah, cause I gotta. I make that bitch swallow a lot of, but I didn't want the pussy. Cause that slit looked like a mouth of a piranha. <laughs> After this matchup, she is gonna be flirting. <laughs> I get pops. I, get... <laughs> I do have a family. <laughs> I get popping at Papa. Jaw-dropper, non-stop of raw talk, blasting off faster than sawed-offs. Dog, stop. I'm known to throw proper. Shut down your team like Coach Carter. I stink. I stink like mint gum and cold water. And I'm here 
It does sting! And I'm here for slaughtering! You look like an otter's transgender daughter who is always inspired by Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay, maybe a better better question. I mean, I agree with you. Yeah, all, having all those different versions, having it as an umbrella genre with all of these different kind of offshoots that, that that people can use to 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 in different ways, right? I mean, you can use the comedy side of things. You, you gangster rap is very different, obviously. You know, everything is. But but do you think that um, I I guess the the focus at least you know thirty. 35 years ago, 25 years ago, the focus was on lyricism, and you're in a field where lyricism is important, where where, where lyrics are kind of the the be-all, end-all, and not, not obviously this doesn't apply to everyone, but there seems to be, one of the shifts in, in sort of the popular rap seems to be that lyricism isn't as important as it was in the 90s, right? I mean, and this is also me yeah, saying, you know, more, I'm an old man, get off my like lawn. It's more a character. But. Like, people are more now a character. They're more of... Like a pro wrestler, as sure, I can sure. say. Yeah, yeah. Like they're dialing themselves up to an eleven. Like it's still them, but they're just so uh, flamboyant and so androgynous that they're just they, they just gotta be themselves. And sometimes they're just faking it. I bet you anything. If we're like little Nas X, I feel like ninety five percent of the time he's not worshiping the devil and and trying to pole dance 95 percent of the time even though like he flip-flops from being gay to bisexual to straight i just think he's just trying to be himself and he's just confused and he just that's it like i feel like we're like people are just wanting to be themselves and like if we're gonna stop them like because people are so upset about random little things about hip-hop like little Nas X, i feel like is a great person to have in hip-hop because it's bringing out the stereotypes of like, oh, there's no gay rappers. There's a ton of gay rappers. Sure, yeah, are you kidding? Yeah. Like Young Thug was one of the original gay rappers that people are now like not thinking about anymore. But since Lil Nas is now twerking on the devil, it's now, oh, no, can't happen. He's gay. No, we've had gay rappers. It's just now that Lil Nas X is expressing himself, it's outrageous. It's not. It's we're all artists. We all want to put something out, and that's all that matters. Well, I think it's also a part of it's a culture shift too, where we're having a different perspective and having a different, uh, being a different. The diversity in everything is is becoming more acceptable, which is awesome. And people are more open to hearing different voices from different from different areas. And and I mean, even even regionally, I mean, you know, hip hop definitely is, has the stereotype of being either a New York thing or an LA thing. I mean, and there's a lot of people, even in Canada, even in Winnipeg uh, for years who have tried to sort of emulate those styles. But I, I feel like, I mean, especially watching some battles and things like that too, there, there seems to be people are comfortable with their own voice and their own accent and, and sounding like they're from here. And that's always, that, that we've always had that, but I think that the more people sound like themselves and, and sort of representing where they come from and who they are, the better the music's going to be in general because there's no um there's no bullshit there like there's there's no like sort of layer of disguising yourself and trying to be someone else exactly like as i like to say confidence is key and if you don't feel confident in what you're saying people won't feel confident in what you're saying sure yeah yeah like confidence is one half of the battle like if i went into the battle being like yeah my name's batman it's great no one's gonna think of it but as soon as i like puff my chest out, have my angry voice and start 
yelling at somebody in their face, that's more believable than me just being quiet and just yeah. wrapping my round normally and me talking. Because it is, you are that character. You need to be put up to 11, as I said before. And it's rap. Like, just put your, what you feel on the paper. And even if you don't feel like you like it, somebody will react to it. I've had bars where I've wrote and I'm all like, nah, this is not, this is, this is going to be the worst bar at the event. And then it's the loudest one. And I'm just like, I don't even, I didn't even write that to be the punchline. I wrote that to be the setup to the punchline. So it, everybody has a different outlook and what you think might be the worst thing might actually be the best thing for somebody else. Sure, sure. Well, and then you can always use that to develop uh, for the next one too. Is like, oh, this hit, this worked. This this mm-hmm. this thing that you didn't even it's, think was going to be the the exactly. The yeah. yeah, it's working out your own material, like stand up comedy. Like yeah. When they go, yeah, when they go up to an open mic night, they're they're trying new stuff. If it hits, they they keep it. If it doesn't, they're just like, okay, we'll throw it away or we'll try it at the next uh, yeah. event. Yeah. So what's the ultimate goal here then? I mean, I know you said at the beginning that you kind of want to, you'd like to sort of parlay this into, into being able to do more writing and comedy and things like that. But, you know, yeah. right now where you are as, as a battle rapper in Winnipeg who has participated in, in, in battles all over the country, like what's the next step? Well, the next step for me is to do more battles out of Winnipeg and be one of the battlers that... I can put Winnipeg on my back and like be representing because there's not a lot of Winnipeg battle rappers that are known to the scene. There's only a handful, a handful that's actually battled on King of the Dot, like Bruce B nonstop. Those are the only two I can think of right off the top of my brain. I would love to be on a big stage like King of the Dot, like URL, or even like a bigger stage like I battle. Because I love doing this. I love going to an event. People may think going to a battle event is scary and people are going to be aggressive. But honestly, it's the complete opposite. I My first time going to a battle rap event changed the way I like lived, in, in a sense. I was terrified going by myself to Toronto to watch a rap battle. And when I did, like... It was the best. There were so many people that were all like, hey, you want to just come watch the battles with us? Like, let's just watch this battle. It's going to be fucking epic. And it's just like, yes, let's just watch battle because that's that's all that matters. Everybody just wants to be entertained. It's like um, when the Kings used to bring out the gladiators back in the day. Like, we're just being here to be entertained. We're fighting each other but with our words. Whenever they're ready. So you said you're Winnipeg to go? Yeah. Well, damn. Because you're not Winnipeg's goat, you're just Shade Gang's sacrificial lamb. Oh! But Cat Gun Dave! Yeah. Adam. Wow. Great name. That's right. This a Yorkie to a Great Dane. He couldn't even keep pace in this fucking same race. But you know what rhymes with Cat Gun Dave? Catch cum on his face. <laughs> MC Rush's pet slave that was locked away in a cage for several days and probably never ate. But you used to be bar spitting, Dave. Trash. Now you Cat Gun. I know why you changed your name, bro. Because bars, you never had none. At least oh, with the cap okay. gun, he could show up to an event and say that he has one. Oh, so you, so this battling shit, you done. Start a new hobby, like run, because I'm strapped up with a shoddy. Uh-huh. Dave, that's a real gun. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to bow.
Ooh. Like a morning greeting from an Asian sun. Ooh. Let's do a multiple choice just for fun. He could A, die by the gun, B, the laser one, C, we could fuck up his dad rush, or D, you could join us and we could start stomping him out like thugs. Pick one. Oh, wait. You want none? Well, I guess I pick for you. It's E. It's all of the above. He probably doesn't like that. I look at him, shrug. Cause Rush is a terrible dad to you, bro. He shows you no love, gives you no hugs. Hey, yo, Rush! Yeah. Now that's how you talk to your son. That's a good way of putting it. Uh, what's the best way for people to, to, to hear your stuff? I mean, I know you have a lot of videos on YouTube. Where would you point someone if they're hearing about you for the first time and they want to check out what you've done and, and what you are um, doing? Uh, obviously, YouTube is one of the main aspects. Obviously, you look up Pac-Man versus Dopey Dope versus uh, Papa. Those are my two best battles, I would say. I really enjoy my performance in them. Um, but I will also, I'll send you a link if you want to put it in your description. I have a playlist of all my battles. So that's a, a good way to look at them. But uh, I also have a Facebook page that has all like my battles cataloged as well. Uh, Pac-Man Shade Gang on Facebook. Um, so yeah, I love I love battling. I can't see myself doing anything else for the next couple of years. Um, so please watch and support. I I hope you guys enjoy it. And I guess uh, like finally, um, if someone is hearing this and they want to get involved in battling, they've always wanted to do it. Are there opportunities people in Winnipeg to to sort of yeah, take a first step? A thousand, a thousand percent. Um, sooner or later, I want to bring a small league over to Winnipeg. There's a consumption lounge actually opening up in Winnipeg, okay. Atomic Flower. They're doing like a cannabis consumption lounge. Oh, cool. So they they were interested in throwing a battle event there soon. But there's also Winnipeg Battle League in uh, in Winnipeg as well. They do a lot of smaller events. They're, um, they're more located on the Transcona side of town. They do a lot of their events at Rookie Sports Bar okay. and uh, Ur uh, Urban Street Wear. It's uh, like a little graffiti shop. So yeah, that's another good place. Message them on Facebook, Winnipeg Battle League. They would definitely would love to get new battlers onto the scene. Um, and honestly, if you you don't really need to battle, if you want to battle and you feel like you want to just try it out, there's also online battle, right? Where it's where it's just like you're in your own room, facing your camera and just writing your rounds. And then you're just going to get your opponent's round afterwards and just see that. And then the world is just going to judge. That's it. And that's the best way if you want to see if you like the writing style of battling right. or if you want to try battling in general. There's a good uh, online league called uh, Universal Battle League as well as B-A-R-Z, Bars. They do a lot of online battles as well. So if you're wanting to start out battling and you don't want to travel far or you feel like you're in the middle of nowhere, this is the best way for you to get a battle. And who knows, this online battle could set you up to a bigger battle because you did so phenomenal online. Right. And I guess you don't have the pressure of having a big crowd right there with you, right? So you can get, exactly. that, get the nervousness exactly. out of the way. For sure. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. So my last line in my last round, y'all probably didn't get. I'm sorry, but I'm not here to please y'all. I'm here to catch a body. And my Cap Gun Dave battle said it was strapped with a shoddy. So no doubt it's going to be your sweet escape. Gwen Stefani, I'm a wildcat in the whip. Ricky Bobby, more punches thrown than Rocky. You know him for slipping pills like Bill Cosby. Well, I got more green in the suit than Tommy. So what's poppin'? Lose your name like Scott Dawson. Keep walking. Because this 
this clerk goes ass to mouth like Rosie O'Dawson. Yo. This is me putting every single fucking nail in your coffin. Because this man's gonna get canceled more times than Shane Dawson. Y'all probably thinking to yourselves, saying Dawson a lot. Damn, but that's his real name, fam. Dawson's weak. We don't believe he's the man. Think Dawson's Creek. He'll be crying like James Van. Let me tell you the game plan. Script hired me to be a contract killer. He said, bro, seriously, I need you to take out all the filler. <laughs> I'm putting you up against a dog and your gorilla. This gay lord's a little fucker like Ben Stiller. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, talk. so we bred different. You're inbred, I get lifted. You two with the flow. I'm so gifted, it's a marvel to know who I am. I'm so vision. Honestly, I'm done with you. But there's some shit I need to get off my chest. Fuck anybody that doesn't say I'm one of the best. I'm an actual threat. I'm known for putting the dogs down because I'm an actual vet. I want a big battle next. You can give me an out-of-towner, or you can give me a Winnipeg vet. You can pay the out-of-towner, give him a check, or you can straight up give me script or tech, cause, cause this ain't me trying to flex, cause I'll leave you guys all red, cause I, like, I'm not responding to your text. Daniel Bryan in your girl's bedroom, all she be saying is yes, but don't stress. I got her on her knees, but she ain't getting blessed. Y'all thought Dopey Dope was the type to get me pressed? GSP to Matt Hughes, I'm really not impressed. I'll be doing this to the dish. Yeah. GSP to Matt Hughes, I'm really not impressed because I'll be doing this to the day I die like the Rock and Roll Express. Time. Yeah.